Hi, my name is Mackenzie Watson. And I'm Mary Margaret Bedrow. And this is our podcast, Socially Unscripted. For today's episode, we're just going to kind of go through anything to do with internships or freelancing and just kind of stuff like that and maybe touch a little bit on networking and just things like that. So if you're interested, just keep listening to what we have to say. Um, Mary Margaret, if you want to start us off here. Okay, Um, I guess we can kind of start off with our current jobs because I feel like that might have the most um, for us to talk about. So currently I am running a startup clothing company's Instagram called Angel and Thread. Um, This has just given me a lot of experience in the field because we are studying social media. So um, like starting off the Instagram for a startup company, I feel like was really beneficial because I kind of get to see the whole process of how the company grows in itself and um, on their social media platforms. So Angel and Thread is a startup clothing company. Um, It's a small business only online and all of their clothing is created in the United States with organic cotton. Um, So it is a little bit on the pricier side, but it is worth it because of the process that it goes through. Um, We, uh, I have learned that like using specific hashtags and um, just kind of like engaging with your followers is really helpful in order to grow your brand. I know we've learned that Um, engaging 30 minutes before you post and 30 minutes after is kind of like the minimum that you should be doing in order to reach bigger audiences. Um, Also through this job, I've planned giveaways. I post daily stories. I engage in loops. And for people that don't know what a loop is, it's basically like a group of profiles who kind of create like a group chat on Instagram. And you kind of, there's like different rules depending on which ones you join, but um, you kind of all support each other. So, you know, you can like each other's posts. You Sometimes you have to make like a certain amount of comments or you save a post or share it to a story. Um, There's a lot of different opinions on whether loops are beneficial or not, but I have seen um, a rise in our numbers and insights personally from doing that. So from um, our personal experience with this company, we found that loops were beneficial. Um, Mackenzie, do you have any experience with loops? Um, I do not have any experience with loops. Um, I think it's mostly because I don't really run any businesses like that. Um, I mainly run the social media for me and my mom's Poshmark account. So with that, we don't really reach a ton of customers. It's more of talking to other people that are poshers and use Poshmark as kind of like a side job for them. So that's kind of who Mm -hmm. we target on Instagram. And I'm not going to lie, like, we've been slacking a little bit, but it's been kind of hard with um, this whole quarantine thing because Mm -hmm. we can't go out and, like, get inventory. But, yeah, I've just been kind of working on trying to get us on a schedule for that, and I'm basically in charge of trying to figure out what we're going to post for that week and making sure that gets up with, like, all the right hashtags and stuff like that. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm also in charge of making graphics for if we have a sale 
on Poshmark and for Instagram as well. So that's kind of like what I do. Um, and I also run my own social media. As far as any other things I've done in the past, I've done some freelancing for people to help update their websites, um, which does go along with social media because your website is technically your internet presence. Um, so that's kind of what I've done. I will say with freelancing especially, you want to make sure that you have like a good schedule and like a good routine because it can be easy to work on something for hours and hours and then you're kind of just like, it just, it takes too long because you're looking at the same thing hours on Mm. end and then you keep changing little tiny things so I would say like make sure you take breaks and have like a schedule of when you're going to work on freelance work and when Mm. you're like gonna put it away um especially if you're getting paid hourly is definitely a Mm. big big thing yeah I think that's a good point to touch on because I think you've seen it, but um, most of you probably don't know, but (laughs) I started a like graphic design um, art Instagram Mm -hmm. account where I kind of turn people's photos into digital illustrations. And so that's kind of like my part of freelance. Um, And yes, like you said, if you don't like make a schedule for yourself, it's so easy to get lost in what you're doing and just kind of like it takes over and you don't even realize it. Um, yeah, so definitely like throughout this process, I'm only about three weeks into doing them, but I have had a lot of requests from people. So I try to stick to doing like three to five a day because if I do any more, I kind of just get drained and like, I don't know, I realize that I need to take breaks and kind of space them out or, um, I just kind of sit on my laptop all day. So (laughs) yeah, (laughs) definitely having a schedule, um, is really helpful. Yeah, definitely. Um, Especially when I was doing, I did freelancing for a website for this man that owned his own business and he was local to where I am. And he just didn't know technology at all. He was an older man. And so I kind of had to explain everything in detail to him. And I think what I learned the most from that is if you're going to be freelancing, you have to basically go into a project for somebody and you have to basically think about how they probably don't know anything about what you're trying to convey to them. So you kind of have to over explain what your thought process is or what your plan of attack is for their project. So Mm -hmm. I would just make sure that you're you understand that they're not always going to understand what you're trying to do or they're sometimes they don't even know what they want per se so you kind of have to work a little bit harder to kind of get your message across when doing freelance yeah um with my art account specifically I've kind of noticed the same I'll either have people who know like exactly what they want they're like can you Mm -hmm. do this this and this this color I want this here or there's the people that send me like five um options of photos and they're like pick whichever one looks best like (laughs) do whatever you want you know Uh best so um yeah but I don't know it's a good it's a good learning process 
Yeah, I, I always think it's interesting when they say, you know best, like, just pick the best mm-hmm. one. And I'm like, but what do you want? What What's what's yeah. the look you're going for? Um, because mm-hmm. I can pick the one that I think is the best, but it might not be the one you had in mind. Mm-hmm. So I always find that um, really, really interesting. And, um, I guess we can move on to, I guess, if you're trying to find freelancing work, Um, Because I think that's some things that a lot of people don't think about. Personally, I found both of my freelancing jobs through people I knew. So that's like one way to kind of go about it. Like if you know somebody that owns a small business and you are, let's say, a graphic designer, you could come to them and say, hey, like, I'm just starting out being a graphic designer and I was wondering if you needed a new logo or if you needed you know, designing for, like, takeout menus or something like that, then mm-hmm. that's where you can kind of start getting experience is going to people that you know. Um, if you don't really know a lot of people with small businesses, I would also suggest trying to find a site or something that deals with freelancing. I know there's one site called Upwork. Um, the only thing with that is I think you have to pay, like, five cents or something every time you talk to somebody and no job is guaranteed you kind of have to like sell yourself to Mm. get a job but that is also an option if you're okay with spending a little bit more money to get a job and I guess like the last thing to find work would probably just be to like promote yourself on social media is probably Mm. the other thing Yeah, I think that's one of the best, especially since so many people are on social media today. Mm -hmm. Um, I've kind of learned with my art account that, like, sometimes it's okay to do not, like, I don't want to say free work, but sometimes I'll do um, pieces that I like just for myself. Like, if I like the photo Mm -hmm. or if there's, like, a bigger name brand or, say, a YouTuber that I really like, I'll do a graphic of them and tag them in hopes that they'll see it and repost it and that has happened twice so far so um doing that is like another good way to get yourself out there is like kind of doing stuff for free sometimes and in return sometimes people will promote it which will um Mm -hmm. allow you to reach bigger audiences yeah definitely I definitely think that's a good way to kind of just get yourself known and get your name out there um I think probably another hard thing about freelancing is just pricing as far Mm -hmm. as like how much you want to charge for things. I know I sat for like a week when I was like, okay, I need to do this website work for people. And I was like, how much am I going to charge them? Am I going to charge a flat rate? Am I going to charge an hourly rate? And Mm -hmm. so that is kind of the hardest part of freelancing. I would say just do a lot of research And if you know people in that field, I would say just just ask them, you know, like where they started out and how much they were getting paid for certain projects and stuff and kind of just like figure out what's best for you and what you feel comfortable doing. But also Mm. just try not to like undersell yourself um, since you are probably doing like really hard work and it takes you a lot of time. You want to make sure you're being paid well for your time and effort yeah 
that's definitely the hardest part I think because a lot of people don't talk about pricing Mm -hmm. or like how they justify what they charge um and so yeah that's definitely been a struggle with my graphics account because I started off seriously just charging people five dollars because I was like oh like this is for fun you know I'm not gonna get a lot of commissions like it's just five bucks like people will like be willing to pay five dollars so that's kind of what I started off doing and then um like my parents and my boyfriend were kind of like, you know, you're really selling yourself short. Like these take you a long time. And it did take me a while to kind of like agree and be like, okay, I'm going to raise my prices. Um, so yeah, definitely don't sell yourself short, especially if you're putting in a lot of work. Um, because like some of them take me over an hour, sometimes two, if there's like a lot of people and details, Um, so yeah, definitely do your research, figure out what other people are charging who are doing similar work and then kind of like find your balance of what you think works best for you. Yeah, definitely. Um, and I would say like another thing is, you know, we're all kind of learning, like everyone starts out somewhere. So if, you know, you're just starting out and you kind of price your work at really low and then you look back on it years later and you're like oh my gosh like I can't believe I was you know letting people pay me this low amount for this work but you have to realize you know you're learning and you know everyone starts out somewhere and you're not gonna get it right the first time um like I would definitely say with any freelancing or internships or a new job like if you mess up or make a mistake or anything like just be open and honest with your client or employer about it because if you're just open and honest then they're gonna see that honesty instead of trying to like cover up something um so that would be like another thing that I would say is really important when you're kind of a beginner and don't have a lot of experience because Mm. when you're going into an entry-level position they're gonna expect you to not know like everything you know they're gonna expect you to kind of still be learning and things like that so don't be too hard on yourself if you're just starting out um should we jump into internships is that something you want to move to now yeah we can talk about that (laughs) Um, okay we both kind of (laughs) got like canceled internships um but so whenever I feel like a great place to start is um at our school we go to Savannah College of Art and Design and they have a career fair every year so Mm. that's kind of how we get notified about internships and stuff like that um and so we kind of bring our resumes and portfolios and we you know get all dressed up to go and talk to employers or people that are looking for interns for the summer so that's kind of what we did this past year and I was looking into one in New York that I think was an agency like they did more of agency work involving um, different brands and stuff like that so they weren't necessarily doing social media for their own company it was more for other brands um And that's what I was going to kind of go do. I also interviewed for another one in Portland, but both of them have been canceled because 
of corona so <laughs> that's kind of my like I haven't done an internship prior to that so that's pretty much all I can talk about with internships mm. Yeah, I think touching base back on career fair, it's really beneficial and I'm so thankful that SCAD offers that for us because it really gives us the opportunity to practice talking to employers and like put yourself out there and it gives you an opportunity to get critical feedback on your portfolio work. Um, I would definitely say that it's never too early to start reaching out to employers about internships. Um, the sooner you start, the better, just because it gives you more practice for when you are eventually going for a real internship or even a job. Um, this past year was my first time attending career fair as like someone looking for an internship. So um, from my experience, um, it was just really helpful to see what type of questions Um, employers are going to be asking and what type of work they're interested in seeing. Um, I know me and Mackenzie both talked to American Eagle for their internship Um, and then I also went and spoke to David Yerman and their internship was going to be in New York but it sadly got cancelled. Um, it would have been a really uh, good learning experience, but they're always there's always next year, thankfully. So hopefully everything will be cleared back up and we'll be able to have those opportunities again. Yeah, fingers um, crossed. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then also, this is a little bit off topic, but also kind of <laughs> is relevant. Um, another thing that SCAD offers is SCAD Pro. This is Mm -hmm. another really helpful program because it allows you to have the opportunity to collaborate with big name brands and um, like kind of work with them throughout a semester on whatever type of project they have. And there's a whole bunch of different roles, like some companies are looking for film students, some companies are looking for graphic designers and um, Mm -hmm. advertising majors. So it all kind of depends on what the brand is wanting to change or what they're trying to work on. But um, they kind of like bring a game plan to the table and take students in to help them achieve their goals for that time range. Yeah, it's definitely a great program to learn how to work in a collaboration of people that have different skill sets since there are so many majors that are kind of thrown into one project. So you kind of get that experience of what it would be like to work in like a real life scenario and kind of um, what it would be like to work with a team of people that you maybe wouldn't work with day to day on a certain project. So it is a really cool program. We were actually supposed to be on one, but then it got canceled. Um, but hopefully the brand that we were going to work with comes back next year because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was really excited about their project. But as far as looking for internships, another tip I would have is if you know like a brand you really, really want to work for, I would say um, mostly at the bottom of their web pages, they always have like careers or something. So if mm-hmm. you can find like an email for like somebody that works in that department, I would honestly just send them 
an email saying, hey, like, this is my name, this is, you know, my portfolio and resume, and I was just wondering if you were offering any summer internships, um, you know, and kind of just, like, tell a little bit about yourself and just see what comes back. I mean, the worst thing they can say is, no, we're not offering any right now, you know? So I would say, Mm -hmm. you know, just be confident and put yourself out there. Yeah, and another way to get your name out there is definitely creating a LinkedIn profile. Um, Mm -hmm. Most people probably know what LinkedIn is, but it's just a platform where um, like people can create profiles in order to connect with employers. Um, So definitely creating a profile on LinkedIn and looking up any companies that you're interested in and kind of following certain brands that you like or even friend requesting people that have jobs that are in your interest. I know that I've done that before. And um, even some of my professors have recommended like reaching out to people who have jobs Mm -hmm. that you would want and kind of just like asking them to be a mentor or like checking in with them every now and then to kind of keep in touch and have someone in your field to rely on. Yeah, definitely. Like even if you just connect with like your professor on LinkedIn, that's still something that could be beneficial to you down the road, especially if you have like a good relationship with them. Um, you know, I mean, they could end up starting their own company and they need help and they think about you because you've stayed in contact with them and you were a great mm-hmm. student. So um, kind of just like keeping your connections going. But, I mean, that's pretty much all I have as far as Mm -hmm. internships and networking and freelance goes. Um, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't say I have, like, a ton of experience, but, I mean, I would say that I've definitely, like, learned a lot just by doing. So, even if you're, like, nervous to start freelancing or to you know start doing something along the lines of like your career and you're kind of just thinking like it's not the right time like I'm not ready like I would say just go for it and you know you're gonna learn along the way and no one's ever Mm. really ready to do something so that's the best advice (laughs) I have no yeah and I think that's a really good note to end off on um let's see I guess if anyone has any more questions related to freelance or internships or even job opportunities you can always check us out on our Instagram at socially oh I think sorry I was gonna say I think we actually do have a question from one person on Instagram so let me see if I can pull it up we have a question from Caitlin Gilbertson, hopefully I said that correctly, Um, she said, how do you guys go about networking and connecting with new people? I, well, thank you for that, Caitlin. I feel like we kind of touched on that a little bit already, Um, but like we said before, just kind of, you know, connect with people you know, maybe reach out to people that you know that own small businesses or um that have like their own brand or something and I would say start there first because they know you so they kind of already trust you and I feel like they would be more willing to 
help you kind of get ahead or help you get some experience. So I would definitely start there. Mm -hmm. Yes, definitely reach out to families, friends, um, just people you know, because I feel like they're kind of more willing to give you a chance, you know, especially if you're first starting out. Um, Mm -hmm. But also just reaching out to any companies that you're interested in, taking advantage of opportunities that your school offers and creating those good connections and relationships with your fellow classmates and professors will definitely help you down the road when you are looking for jobs and internships. Yeah, definitely. So um, I guess we're going to end on that note. now and um if you guys ever have any other questions that you want us to answer on the podcast um we are thinking about maybe doing a question and answer episode later down the road so make sure that you're following us on instagram at socially unscripted so that you can participate in putting in any of your questions or so that you can find out when we're going to be posting new episodes and just things along those lines. But I think that's pretty much it for today. Yeah. Thank you all so much for listening.